When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Sutton and I talked on the podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast in association with Lucky Star Gym. I'm your host Mike and joining me today we have got Ali and Paul. We are going to be talking about an away defeat to Wrexham but um, what's been hailed as the best away performance for a long time although that was with the caveat as the bar was quite low and we'll have a quick chat about the uh, the uh, Bradford match as well. Um, Engagement is important. I do like um, all the comments that we see. So please just keep commenting, liking, sharing, etc., etc. Um, and thank you to everyone who does that automatically. And we're going to dive in. So, Ali, it was about four or five weeks ago for you, mid, mid September, I think it was. How have you been? Yeah, since? I think it was. Uh, yeah, good. Thanks, Mike. Uh, very good. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Accrington game I was last on, if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, That's which why. was uh, yeah, like one we'd like to get. Been good, uh, been probably the closest away game for me all season, only being about six or seven miles from where I live now. So, uh, yeah, it was nice to have to, to be able to leave the house at sort of quarter to seven instead of leaving two hours before to get to wherever I need to go up here. Nice, nice. 
Um, and Paul, hello. It's hello. Been a, a long, it's been a long while for you. I think it's early August. Um, wow. Although you were supposed to be on um, for the game that I just bottled it and couldn't couldn't face doing. <laughs> Still a wise kind. decision. Wise decision. <laughs> yeah. Sitting here rocking in my chair and I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> so been a Wednesday, there's not much in the way of club news, so I'll skip through this quite quickly. Um, the ladies' side have been drawn at home in the FA Cup on the 12th of November, so do beautiful game that I've got my season ticket and paid for entry for the FA Cup game, but you know, it's fun. You know, um, obviously, Matt mentioned the sad news of um, Sam's um, wrist injury. Um, which is, or hand injury rather, it sounds horrific. Um, so he's broken that, he's out for a few weeks. Poor bloke, can't catch a break. Um, on the podcast news, there's um, just got an email about half an hour ago. Um, apparently, I'm on Good Pubs indie football charts at number 21. And there's a badge or something, um, I get for that. So I don't know what that's all about. I'll look into that. And um, if anyone wants to give it a try, I'm going to be public that I've revamped the website suttonpodcast.com there is a social element to it as well um there's nothing going on there at the moment because there's only like three or four of us on there and it's still testing phases so if people want to join and give me some feedback and test it out for me i would be um delighted just don't say it's rubbish yet um but we will talk about the game so fan hub i completely forgot to do my lineup but i would never have got near that 11. um Ali, what were you thoughts sort of with the lineup and ahead of ahead of kickoff? Uh, as soon as I saw the lineup, I thought um, I think we just we were setting up to try and uh, probably take a point or at least you know maybe push for a, a win if we got the opportunity. Um, I think the team when they look when I looked on paper they looked quite strong and compact. Um, I think it, probably Matt seen it as a bit of a free shot to try and just see if he could get something out of it. I think um, from the lineup they were. You know, looking to be strong across the middle, really strong at the back, um, and just try and catch on the break if we could with uh, Smith and O'Brien. Yeah, and um, Paul, there was lots of sort of chat beforehand of people trying to work out the formation, um, and <laughs> although although the, the personnel were slightly different and used to playing in certain roles, I think I put in the little group saying just because they're not wingers doesn't mean that Matt's got, not going to play them there. And it, it was a four four two. But what what were you thinking sort of ahead of kickoff with that lineup? Yeah, yeah. When I uh, well, say it was Ali really, but when I saw the lineup, I, first of all I thought, God, we're thin on the ground already. Actually, that injury list. I've, I've really paid too much attention to the injury list. It, it felt like it's creeped up on us a little bit, and I thought uh, already struggling for a little strength in depth. But um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was the lineup. Definitely, the Jackson and the Butte thing was really interesting. Suggested it was uh, that a, a game plan of containment. Uh, and the other thing that um, jumped out at me was Wrexham's lineup. Actually, I mean that that you know it was a ridiculous bench. He had Elliot Lee on there. He scored one in four in his career. You had, you had Dolby Fletcher on there, and it was like wow, that that bench is. Uh, when we looked at, looked at ours, it was just they looked like a formidable lineup. So um, 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 so it was um, so I was it was I was worried, and uh, I was thought there was potential for a cricket score, but uh, no, it was fantastic to. Uh, Fantastic yeah, I mean, uh, performance, but uh, yeah, that was my, my initial thought around lineup was uh, um, the Jackson Butenman thing was really interesting, and uh, just thin on the ground. Yeah, um, although I mean we've got Scott 
it's got Kashkit out, Eastie out, um, Sam now. Um, not sure who else is overly. I mean, I don't know what's happened with Lee. It's not been on the bench for a little while, not been spoken about. Mm. Um, oh, and, and Hish is also out. Um, but, um, but I, I'd actually forgotten that they'd signed the clean. So uh, our Irish international was from like six, seven years ago, and McLean <laughs> literally retired a few weeks ago from the football side. Okay, here's here's the difference between between the sides. Um, but we did okay for the first sort of uh, fifteen minutes or so, Ali. Um, what what were your kind of thoughts soaking up that pressure in the first sort of quarter of an hour or so? Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was just important for them to. Um try and like you say soak up a bit of that pressure try and get into the game settle down um not let the sort of the, it sounds corny but the occasion of it all get to them um and i think they've done quite well uh early on uh you know rode our luck a couple of times there was a couple of half chances sort of thing and i think we had a couple of half chances early on um but i think they they've done pretty well up until the the goal um which you know it's just one of those ones where you're not gonna it's just a 30 yard or 25 yarder into the top corner you're not gonna get really near that it's just one of those things and that's the kind of thing that paul mullen does in this league at the moment mm. yeah i don't know if you can still hear us paul your camera's got switched off but um yes was, okay was was murray's goal expected sorry mullen i kept mixing i mixed up the name they were kept called <laughs> o'brien o'reilly so we'll, we'll go with murray yeah, I mean he's uh, he's in the wrong league, isn't he? And uh, you know he only needs he only needs uh, half a chance, and it was a it was a cracking I mean a cracking strike. I've watched it a few times. I don't know whether I first of all I thought Adino was a little bit flat footed, but actually I think it just caught him by surprise. And um, yeah, nah, it's just it's hit the side netting, isn't it? And, and um, not a lot we could do with that. Which was a real shame because as I said, we contained them, didn't let in, uh, didn't give them a sniff. Really looked fairly even before that goal went in, and when it went in, it was like oh here we go. But um, no, they kept in it, which was uh, which was uh, fantastic and showed their uh, um, uh, resolve. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched it back again a couple of times because there was there's always criticism, um, and it was like he moved into a great space between it. He moved out of defence, a great space with the midfield. And if I can't remember which defender, I think it was uh, Omar um, marketing. If he had followed, there would have been a great big gap where. Omar should have been so um it, it was really good movement from a, obviously a very good forward um but as you kind of mentioned there but we, we did we didn't collapse <laughs> we battled yeah. um and actually the last five minutes of the half or so we probably could be counted unlucky not to have grabbed one or even a couple of goals with some of the chances how, how did it feel in the stadium really uh, yeah, I think we were. I think we were right in the game, really. I think um, you know, obviously, when they went one nil down, there was that worry that, as we've seen throughout this season, really, it's just that's it. You, you sort of feel like the game's over, and they're just going to concede three or four goals. Um, so to stay in it and create chances was really positive. And to be fair, that like I said, they were they were right in it. They had a few. There was a few um, probably wrong decisions. I think the linesman was getting a bit of a, a bit of stick from myself and others. He was uh, on the, the linesman on our side as well off the ball. He gave a couple of offsides where he was at least 10 yards behind the play that, you know, had they developed, it could have created another chance for us. 
Um, but you, you sort of felt like if we had half a chance, we might get something out of the first half. But to go in at 1-0, I, I was fairly happy because they'd actually fought back to get back in the game at 1-0 down and stayed in it with Wrexham. Yeah, Paul, you, you were watching online with the away comms as well. Um, they, they, that, that last few minutes did take them a bit by surprise. Um, what were your thoughts coming towards the end of the first half? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, first of all, chuffed that we were still at one nil and thinking if we can get in at half time one nil, then we're still in this. Right? And but it was a, it was a, I mean, it was a real battling performance throughout the game, wasn't it? Um, didn't let them have too much, really. I mean, they had a lot of ball. I thought Wrexham had a lot of ball and they were knocking it around the place. But in terms of chances and uh, penetrating us uh, and certainly down the wings and things like that, they didn't really have much, too much of a too much of a sniff. So I thought. I thought going in at 1-0, I thought, uh, well, just the scoreline alone, I thought that's terrific. We've got a real chance in the second half. Um, but actually, the, the, we kept them down to minimum chances as well. It wasn't like we, we were really lucky to be at 1-0. Yeah, I mean, they had they had a few chances and long shots, which I think one of their commentators got very excited that you know, we dropped it, but actually we kind of carried it and took the sting out of it and it's like he yeah. dropped it he just he just yeah. didn't hold the ball um the second half we kind of again complete switch from recent times um came out and was proper on it and um had most of the play and i was very impressed i've watched this goal back several times with harry smith's drill across the goal i was kind of like as he getting in position i thought he's going to shoot and side net this but Lovely drill across the goal. Um, Ali, how, how were you guys? I don't know which end you were at when he scored, but um, was that close to you guys? No, so we were at the opposite end, unfortunately, in the corner. Um, but we had a fairly good view of it. Um, again, it was a, it was a nicely worked goal, and they we'd had chances in the in just before that where they would worked the ball nicely into good areas. Um, so to get the goal was 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 positive, and like I say it did it did silence the the home crowd a lot. Um, I think. Not not sure. I was talking to people in work today who were season ticket holders at Wrexham and they were saying they couldn't understand the for pretty much the whole second half. Wrexham were, were second best and they just came out. They, they couldn't understand if it was just overconfidence on their part coming out and thinking this is we've won this. We'll get another couple here or what, because it was, he said and when Sutton got into their faces in the second half and were controlling the game, they didn't really have an answer to it until they brought some subs on. Yeah. Um... Or what were you, what was your your thoughts and view on the goal and kind of I domination think, in the second half? Yeah, for me the second half the big difference and Matt's talked about it a bit, hasn't he? Just he needing more training and more time with the team. And I I got off I thought what's been missing this season is just the the players just not connecting. They're not knowing. They're not thinking one or two. Well, trying to think one or two, three passes in, in ahead of the game, but they don't know where everyone is, and it and it often um, just uh, collapses. The the ball goes in the wrong place. It's intercepted, or well, there just doesn't seem to be the connection on the pitch. And I thought the second half um, there was the the the, um, the. I mean, first of all, they were getting stuck in and winning a lot of ball, but then they were uh, the passing was good. The uh, getting around the back was good. Knocking it up and down the centre. You know, they all seem to know what they were, their jobs were and where they were and what they were doing. I hadn't seen that for a while this season, so it was it was it was, it was really encouraging stuff. And uh, yeah, when the goal went in, it was like, um, well, for a period in that game, it was like certainly we're up for a point here. And actually, there's only one winner in this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, Matt clearly had a plan with the with the two first choice wingers on the bench, and you know. When it was ticking through to the sort of 70th minute, it was like, 
I wonder if he's going to do it because we were doing okay. We were holding our own. And, and yeah. I was just wondering, would he say, actually, no, let's leave it as it is and stick with the defensive formation? But no, he, he went for it and, and brought on the two wingers kind of as expected. Um, were you a little bit surprised to that or, or were you looking forward to it or were you hoping that they were going to go for it? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I, I think uh, just just feeding on to what Paul said there as well. One thing I did notice during the game was uh, about them working as a unit was they were you could see them communicating a lot on the pitch and passing players off to each other. When one moved into a different space, they were passing. They were, you know they were communicating with each other in midfield and in defence, almost saying that's your man now. I'm going to go over here and that's your man. Um, so that was nice to see because it seems to be they've been a bit lost as a group before that. Um, mm. With the subs, I think. Um, I was a bit surprised when they made them only because I don't think uh, Amari um, and Josh Coley are probably the strongest uh, defensively. So I thought we were we had a quite a good shape, quite we were quite compact. However, I think uh, Jackson and Beautyman were both pretty exhausted, as most of the team were. You could see they were quite exhausted by the time they were brought off. So it was probably the right time to make a sub. Um, but you did lose that little bit of um, control and dominance in the midfield. Yeah, and all from 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 watching again, the commentators were very surprised that we're bringing on attacking players at that stage yeah. of the game. Um, and I think that, Mike, you... I think that goes, I think that goes back to that whole strength in depth on the bench. That I'll be interested to know whether Matt's tactics were actually let's go out and win this thing with a more attacking formation, or literally they're all on their knees on the pitch and we need to swap it, and this is all we've got to swap. So it, the attacking formation was almost forced on us a little bit. Um, just simply because of the numbers and the names that we had um, uh, and, and the style of players we had on the bench. I, 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 I'd like to think that it's because he was he was doing it for a tactical reason of let's hold them for like 70, 75 minutes and then go mm. for them um, once they kind of thought something's going to happen. I mean, it's feasible, isn't it? It's, it's feasible, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, positive, always positive. <laughs> um, but Yes, um, we did lose to a last-minute goal, or a 90-minute goal, again. Um, 
but as Paul's already kind of mentioned, um, it's not like a, a rubbish player came on the pitch and just um, got a bit lucky. It was it was a good shot. Um, yeah, another time, another day, another a bit of wind would have taken that a little bit further away, and all sorts of other ifs, buts, and maybes. But um, ultimately, it's a defeat. Yeah. Um, but does it? And I think I know the answer to this. Ali, does it feel the same as other defeats, or does it kind of feel like okay, we didn't expect to get anything out of that? This feels a little bit different. Uh, yeah, I think like I said, I think my my impression going into the game was it was a free shot last night. If we could get a point or a win out of it, it'd be great. I think you know most people were going there expecting to concede a few because Wrexham do score a lot of goals. Um, to be in that position up until the sort of 89th minute where you you're taking a point away. Um, it is gutting, it's gutting, but again, it was two sort of world class strikes that have won it for them. Um, speaking to people who are Wrexham fans in work who were at the game season ticket holders, you know, they they all thought we were quite hard done by. And had it not been for two world class strikes, we'd have either nicked it or definitely deserved a point out of it. Um, you know, I think I think you've got to try and build on that positivity that we took from last night because you know, they are one of the better teams in the league, they've got you know, you've got uh, players like Fletcher coming off the bench. You've got Mendy coming off the bench. You've got um, you know all these world not world class, but you know in that that level, probably playing championship players, playing at League Two level. So to to lose that late, you know, it is gutting. But you you sort of take a bit of solace in the fact that they actually looked like they played as a unit last night. Um, I think had it not been for a, a world class strike, I think we'd have probably weathered the storm and and got the draw there because. You could feel the pressure coming. They had about five or six corners in a short space of time and about three or four throw-ins. But we were, you know, between Goody, uh, Joe Kizzy and uh, Omar, they were just clearing absolutely everything and winning every ball in the air pretty much. So there wasn't really much threat from those. It was just you're waiting for what that one magic moment from them, really. But I think if we can build on that and take it into the weekend, I think it, it shows signs of real promise, which we hadn't seen earlier in the season. And, uh... Paul, again, talk us through the goal, but um, as, as Ali was saying, promise and shoots of recovery. And I think you mentioned earlier, Sutton of old. Um, but yeah, what, what, what was your kind of thoughts on the, it's another loss? Yeah, yeah. The same as Ali, really. You know, it's, it, we were we didn't expect anything out of the game. And actually, because we got we got so close, it was obviously very disappointing. But I think it's it asked me in six games time, I think, because it, we talk about we talk about kicking on here. Here's a chance to kick on. And we've got six teams that we need to get some points off. Bradford, uh, Colchester, Tranmere, Grimsby, Crewe and Harrogate. Um, and we need to get that's 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 a critical stage for us. And I think this this game was a great, great uh, stepping stone for us and we can kick on from it. Um, but we've said that before and now we need to do it. Yeah, well, he's got. He's got the weeks, um, so this is our last Tuesday game for a, a little while. Um, so he's he's got what he wants with getting his thoughts into the players. I mean, obviously, massively support Matt. Um, but it's like you look at teams like Morecambe, and it's like, well, how comes they've got the message into their players when they only had six players? Uh, so was the pre-season was starting. So it's it's why is it different and difficult for us to get into it because it's not exactly complicated ticky-tacky football work for playing. They should know what to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was the Sutton of old um, and I was having some conversations with various ex-players and this one isn't going to go into any of the conversations because it went way off tangent. Um, 
but it was like one of the markers of is it a team is okay if a punch was thrown is everyone getting involved is there going to be 10 red <laughs> cards likely to be chucked out and up until very recently i was like mm, i don't know but um yeah, yeah it was like, last night I was like no you can start seeing that togetherness a bit more um obviously i know it shouldn't happen if any refs ever you definitely don't condone that um, <laughs> one one question that was brought up was the goalkeeper situation obviously we've got three essentially number ones um there was a couple people that did leave a lot of blame on dino's <laughs> gloves um but you've kind of covered that. I mean, do you guys want to see any change there? Do we want to have a, a, a go with Arnold in goal? Because as I said, when we played Crawley, he actually did really well with his kicking and everything as well, but then Crawley didn't offer an awful lot. Or are you happy to, to leave Dino run with it at the moment? Ali, we'll start with you. Seems like you've got uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I, personally, I, I, would, I would leave it as it is for now. Um, you know, you, I think you've got to see how it progresses over the next few weeks, but it's never good for teams to keep chopping changing their goalies. You know, we see that at every level when teams start doing that, it never really solves any problems. Um, we've seen Sutton do it in the past where we've brought goalies in for a game here and there, and it tends to be a bit of a nightmare. I, I would leave Dino at the minute. He seems to be marshalling the, certainly marshalling the back four quite well. Um, I think you've got to go with the continuity now and say we've had a good performance um, last night. You know, he wasn't at fault for either of the goals. You know, the, the first one was just a, a brilliant strike. And then the the, the goal at the end is uh, half volley from outside the, the area. And it's come through a, load, a crowded box and in, into the net. You know, it wasn't, you can't say it was a, something that he probably would have saved. Um, I think you've got to keep the continuity and just keep it the same, the same as it is for now, unless it's really not working. Paul? Yeah, well, yeah, we've got three number twos. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, you know, no <laughs> one's really, no one's really claimed that, 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 that first, that, that, that number one jersey. And uh, Dino, I've not been convinced by, well, I'll be convinced by any of them, but I've not been convinced by Dino since, I mean, it seems like a shadow of his former self, a lot of lack of confidence. I don't know, it seems a bit slower, less commanding, but, um, uh, as I said, it wasn't at fault for the goals, but, um, and he's, and he's kicking, it, you know, I've seen a lot skewing off that boot and heading to the uh, sidelines. So, um, but, you know, I mean, we know what he's capable of. You know, he'll he'll always have a, have a place in, uh, you know, in, in our hearts, as it were. But, he, um, but I, I've not been convinced. One of them just needs to grab this. Um, and, uh, and if it is to be Dino, then, um, yeah, let's give him a little, let's give him a couple more games at it. Well, how many has he had now? Two or three? Three? Something like that. So, um, yeah, let's give him a... Uh, more of a run yeah i mean in fairness any, anyone's going to be shaky we're playing on, uh, behind that defense which is then everyone just <laughs> run past them and shoot. so it's yeah. like it's like okay um last little comment on the on this game is um i was checking on somebody uh sort of social medias and i saw one comment from a Wrexham fan i thought oh, i'm definitely going to read that one out and full of praise said you're a good team and he basically, his, his phrase was, you're a good team in a bad place. You will not struggle if you keep playing like that for the rest of the team, which kind of backs up a little bit what you were saying, uh, Ali, with your um, work colleagues. Um, so, yeah, I didn't try too hard to find a Bradford fan. Never in the mood these days. Um, and to, to, you know, tw Twitter X makes these things a lot harder now because you can't just random message people. You've got to Make sure you're all following each other and all sorts. And I'm not going to pay him for a blue tick. So, um, 
but we know we need to keep on what we were doing um but do we need to concentrate on what bradford are doing or do we just go no you know what this is something this is what we are going to do you need to deal with it ali, ali can i start with you what needs to happen against bradford uh, I think, you know, obviously at home, you you want to see a little bit more expansive and attacking football. However, we have to bear in mind the position we're in. And, you know, I, I want to see them get three points. So we have to get three points by playing the same way we did last night against Wrexham, being compact, being strong, strong across the back, strong across the midfield and then nicking a 1-0. Uh, the important thing at the minute is we, we get get three points. I think, you know, I don't think Bradford are any sort of uh, mugs in this league. They've, you know, they, they they played well against Wrexham last week. I know they're probably a different beast like most teams at home. Um, but I think the most important thing for Sutton is we have to go and get three points on Saturday. And whether that's by, I say, nicking a 1-0 um, or beating them 3 or 4-0 or however we get the win, we've got to try and get three points on Saturday. Winning our home games now has to be the priority. And Paul, what do you think? Yeah, as I say, we've got those six games and we need points, don't we? And I think this would be, you know, Bradford are 15th. They've struggled a bit. Um, and, um, I mean, well, the first thing is we can't beat teams by letting in an average of, what is it, 3.2 goals a game or whatever we're yeah. doing at the moment. Yeah. So so we've got to, we've just got to, we've got to stop that. And that was a great start. Um, I know we let in two last night, but, um, you know, I think it was a bit different to some of the, um, some of the stuff that's gone in the net over the last... Uh, uh, ten games or so, so I think uh, we've got to we've got to the, toughen that defence up, which feels like we're in that in that position. Know where everyone is and knock it in and around and know what everyone's doing and get get behind them and um, and score score a goal or two. Yeah, which which naturally you know we have been scoring. So uh, and I think we've um, it feels like we've got the strike force that we think is our number one strike force. So um, uh, yeah, high hopes for Saturday definitely. Yeah, excellent. Well. That leads us nicely onto the next part. Um, now, what I'm going to say is I'm not going to keep you to these predictions because I know you're both doing quite well in the league. I mean, <laughs> Paul, Paul, you're, you're second, only by Oof. two points. And Ali, you're, I think, hang on, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Um, so you're nine behind, but it can easily easily catch up. Um, everyone who's watching, is the is the code is on the screen, so you can you can join in as well. Um, out of 120 possible points, our leader has 40, <laughs> so there's plenty of time for people to catch up. Um, but um, we'll start with you, Paul. What, what's your initial thoughts? You can still obviously do the form later on in the week to put your final thoughts. But what's your initial thoughts for prediction? Well, being so high up, does that make me an influencer if uh, I mention it? Everyone <laughs> follow me. I well, don't know. You, you, you could throw people off. You see, you could put. Oh, you could. A, re could. A, a result here, and then change your mind. So. <laughs> well, I've been, um, I've been uh, desperately trying not to get misty-eyed and overconfident, but I really, I, I fancy us. I fancy ourselves in that um, grinding one-nil uh, win. That Ali mentioned uh, feels about right, so I'm going to go one-nil. Cool, lovely, and Ali. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think. One nil is not too far off. I think we might just get two nil. I think on Saturday. I think we're that we'll get the one nil and then maybe nick another one quite late on to 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 seal it. I think um, hopefully it won't be a nervy affair, but I think it'll be we'll score early and then we might be a bit nervous for a long time, but then nick it quite late on again and get second one. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with three one just because I don't think we've got that many clean sheets in us, um, and we do owe them a little bit to so win a nice big win. 
I'm, I'm not sure we've got much against them recently. Um, so that that'll be my one. Um, I won't change my mind because I don't really pay much attention to it because I slipped out of the top ten now. I stopped caring. Um, <laughs> so, um, but we are going to um, leave it there and um, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, as always, really appreciate everyone's ear attention because it is still funny. I don't care. Um, Rose, Lottie's not even in the room and I can just feel her eyes rolling at this moment. Um, <laughs> leave us your feedback, like, follow, share at Southern Podcast and all the social medias. Um, don't forget to subscribe and so on. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors as always, Lucky Star Gin. Thank you to both of you guys, Hello and Paul. And thanks to the listeners. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode of Sutton Podcast. We will be back on Sunday with, I believe it's Joe and Neil, um, to talk about the great historic win against Bradford. And um, take care, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.